Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. This is Josh. And I'm Erica. And I love my coffee. With a splash of crime. Hi Erica, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm well, thanks. How do you like your coffee today? Oh my gosh, it's so good. I decided I was going to pick us up some French vanilla swirl from Dunkin' Donuts. Mm. And I need me a good iced coffee. When I was on my way here, I was like, she needs one too. Yes, I love getting coffee deliveries. It reminds me when we were on vacation, this was our go-to because we couldn't find a Starbucks. Remember? I didn't have it because I was pregnant and had too much caffeine. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It was depressing. I'm so sorry. I forgot. Well, it reminds me of that vacation, so... Here we are. I was on my caffeine cutback. I did that, remember? Remember yeah. when I quit caffeine? Yeah, it's horrible. It's only... I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy. <laughs> but I did it when I was sick, too. But anxiety go- does help decrease what? the anxiety. Oh, fuck yeah. I can do anything without caffeine. Well, that's a lie. But can... if you take something for the anxiety... You can drink the caffeine. You can drink the caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an upper and a downer. I love it. <laughs> All right, Perfect. Well... What do you have for us today? Today, I have a story with more questions than answers. Okay. My favorite kind of story. Today is going to be theories and we're going to bounce off of each other just because there's so many questions to the story that I don't even know what happened, but there's so many weird possibilities that I just, I, I have to hear your opinion on it. And it, it's a wild one. I'm excited. It's these ones that I always end up researching on my own after because I need to know what everybody else thinks. Oh, hell yeah. I'll jump right into it. This is about a family in Texas where things just got so weird that nobody knew anything about anything. Today's story is the disappearance of David Lewis. David was born December 1953. He stayed in North Texas. Pretty so much he was a Sagittarius. You forgot to say he was a Sagittarius. No, bitch, that's your thing. No, it's our just thing. Kidding. Can you please just say he was a Sagittarius? I'm sorry, please don't hit me again. What about our Zodiac friends? Okay, you're right. You're right. He what was a Sagittarius. What if the stars just aligned the right way and this happened? He was a Sag. Okay. You, but you're a Sag. Do you guys I feel connected? I, I feel more connected to him now. That makes sense. I like to call it a Sag. And I make it for you fun. <laughs> <laughs> and... And everybody's an asparagus and Mercury's in retrograde. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can funny. feel that it's not in retrograde. I fucking hate when it's in retrograde. Sorry, I got to take my shirt off, Josh. Don't look at my boobs. It's I'm sweating in here. We had to turn off the fan so it doesn't go click, 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 <laughs> click, click. Because literally, I'm not kidding you. I was um, laying down the other day. I'm going to jump in to tell you real quick before you even start your story. Okay, I'm a dick. Side story. Okay, so, quick side story. I was laying down with Hunter trying to lay with him so he could fall asleep and i hear I, yeah i hear click, click and i'm like "Ooh, the upstairs neighbor are getting it on like oh, they are literally going at I it i like how that's what you go to yeah i was like oh damn and then i'm like laying there it's like 30 minutes i'm like oh sh- okay still going. good job He's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and i'm just like okay it is what it is you know and then i'm laying there hunter falls asleep and i really listen and my ceiling fan which i like to say it's a new ceiling fan because it's like the only thing in our apartment that's new since it was brand new it was super quiet and now it's just like it's It's doing that like click 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 click, it's like pretty old now right yeah but i still feel like it's the newest thing in my house honestly it might be like four 
like three or four years old. Did they have to replace it? Yeah, they replaced all of it. Everything. Why? Because it was so loose. It was oh, literally circling. The base part was circling with the fan. Like, it was going to fly off. Imagine. No, I don't have... It literally was about to. And so, they Imagine came and they like replaced it. Imagine, like, just, like, flying off and it hits your TV. Yeah. I wonder if I could just tighten it somehow. If you guys know how to um, fix a loose... Do not recommend this. From a, squeaky just ceiling fan. Just, just hit me Just call the maintenance up. guy. Just fucking call the maintenance guy. The last thing we need is this bitch falling off the kitchen table. Who do you think does this bitch... A I climb on man. the kitchen table to get the dust off. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, besides the neighbors fucking. Um. Yeah, I really thought it was. I'm not kidding. I love when that happened. Because it's just like. You like when the neighbors fuck? <laughs> it's just like, it's kind of crazy. Like one time the neighbors were doing it upstairs from our room. Like right, their room is above our room. Mm. We heard them getting it in. And Joel and I, we were just listening, like, what the heck is going on? And it was like, obviously, it was fast. You know, it was like, like 30 seconds. 30 seconds. We were like, oh, okay, let's go to bed. Like, <laughs> let's go to bed. That's it. That's all but then we saw them at Walmart buying a pregnancy test. Ooh. And I was like, oh, they're trying. That's why. Are you sure they're trying? Or she was like, oh, fuck, I was supposed to get my period. I don't know. But then we just tried not to look at them because it was kind of. Because we same heard, neighbors? we heard, no, we heard them make the baby when we saw so the you baby. you guys were there. Yeah, but she wasn't pregnant. Or she had a shmushmorshman. Starts with an A and it rhymes with shmushmorshman. If I can get out. <laughs> anyway, I guess we should get back to the story. So he was born in December. We're pro 19- choice here. <laughs> pro choice. <laughs> he was born in December 1953 in northern Texas. He was a quarterback in high school. He was. Another Texas? Is this our third Texas? It's our third Texas. How do you know? How do you remember? Well, it was. Darley Routiers, Texas, and then that right lady that you did. Oh, well, fuck, it was Texas. Was Texas. Oh, yeah. shit. I didn't even realize. Yeah. So our third Texas. So he was quarterback. He was a quarterback in high school, super popular. He graduated high school in 1973. He received a political science degree. Oh, shit. Okay. He went to Texas Tech University, and he went to the School of Law, and he graduated in 1979. He was a lawyer. So homeboy was smart. He married... A girl named Karen, and they got married in 1982. They lived in Armorillo, Texas. He didn't really travel outside. Like, he didn't ever leave. Texas? Really, ever. I mean, it's a big-ass state. You go on vacation, you're probably going on vacation in Texas. No, he never left two hours past where he grew up. It's kind of crazy because he's a lawyer. You would think he would have to travel. (sighs) Honestly, I don't even know because he did a lot in his career. Okay. He was a prosecutor. He became, he was then a private attorney and then he was an elected judge. Oh, shit. He did shit. Okay. So he's smart, smart. Yes. Yeah. He was also an instructor at a local college. Oh, yeah. In 1993, he had a private practice and was doing the whole college situation. He was also super active in the church. He taught Sunday school. He was a member of the Chamber of Commerce. He was a part of the Lions Club. Like, he did it all. Holy crap. Homeboy was busy. Like, he was busy. David and Karen, they had one daughter, only kid that they had. She was a teacher. That's all that was kind of relevant to them. Okay. So I'm going to go into this wacky ass timeline. Okay. Thursday, January 28th in 1993, David had left work early. He said he wasn't feeling well. It was four days before the Super Bowl. Okay. He was like, I don't feel good. I'm just going to go home. On his way home, 
the only thing he did was get gas. Okay. And he went home. And then later that evening, he taught his local class at the college. During this day, Karen and their 10-year-old daughter decided that they were going to fly to Dallas, Texas for an extended weekend to go shopping. I guess they used to do it all the time. Anytime they wanted to go shopping or whatever, the bigger malls or something, they just would fly and be gone for like four days. Well, they had money. Well, yeah. I mean, if he did all that, yeah. She's like, shopping spree weekend. Yay. Oh my God. They leave. And on Friday, January 29th at 10.30 a.m., police spotted David's Red Ford Explorer outside the court building. This was the day after his wife and daughter had left. Yeah. A day after they seen his Red Ford Explorer. And the only reason I bring this up is because I don't know if uh, he obviously knew a lot of people. And I don't know if very many people during this time had a Red Ford Explorer. But it comes up multiple times in the case. Okay. So I'm just bringing it up just to give you an idea of what he drives. Kind of sounds like something a Texas man would drive. For sure. Big and red. Like Dolly Parton's hair. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second. Sorry, the wheels were turning. You know what they say. Everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah. So that same day, still Friday, January 29th, a friend sees him at the airport in the South Terminal. How um, many friends does he have? How do they know his truck's outside? They know he- That was a police officer that spot, spotted his car at the court building. Oh, okay. And then a friend seen him at a terminal. That's weird. They said he was running through the terminal. He didn't have any luggage. He didn't have any... He didn't even look like he was traveling. There was no reason for him to be there. Okay. On Saturday, January 30th, $5,000 was deposited into their joint account, Karen and David's joint account. And that was not normal for them? No. Just okay. a random $5,000, an unexplained $5,000. Okay. It just seems like $5,000 wouldn't be that much for them with all the stuff he does. It seems like it wouldn't be that much money. Like that could just be money that he had saved in his house or from the safe or under his bed, you know? Whatever it was, it was flagged as irregular. It wasn't normal that they normally deposited that much money. And if they did deposit money, it was normally like... Okay. It was just inconsistent. It was just like random. If he randomly, I don't know, sold something. Yeah. I don't know. Saturday, they said that they seen David's car back at the courthouse. That's weird. There's no court on Saturday, is there? I don't know. Super weird. His car was there. I don't know why it was there. Nobody knows why it was there. Okay. This was the final time he was seen. He was just, oh, so he was actually seen at court or just his truck? Just his car. Okay. His car was seen there, but Saturday was the final time he was seen in general. A neighbor says that he went to go purchase a basketball hoop. For his daughter's upcoming birthday, he went to go look at one and then was like, I need to talk to my wife before I buy it. Okay. Which is kind of weird because nowhere ever says this. There's no official reporting. It wasn't in the newspaper. It wasn't anything. It wasn't really released. It was more just a word of the town. Okay. Kind of like what everybody said. I, I don't know how this was even reported. Like maybe he knew whoever worked at the store because it's like something. a smaller town or something. Yes. On Sunday, January 31st, this is the day of the Super Bowl. Okay. A police officer that said that he had seen a man standing across the street from the court building that matched his description. Okay. This is also the day that Karen and their daughter returns. They come home and they see that he had started recording the Super Bowl on like their DVR. His watch and his wedding ring are on the kitchen counter. There's two freshly made sandwiches in the fridge and he's just gone. Okay. Like he stepped out. Yes. It seemed like he was going to come back. It seemed like he was going to take out the trash or something. Yeah. But there was no sign of struggle. There was no sign of like 
forced entry. There was no sign of any of that. Karen said she thought because it was Sunday, I guess he used to like run to the office sometimes to like catch up on cases and catch up on stuff. Yeah. Or he went to go do something or he was watching the game with a friend. She just didn't assume he was doing anything. Like, like she just, oh, let's go get more beer real quick type of something. thing. Yeah. He doesn't come home. Like someone came to the door and he opened it. But the, the sandwiches in the fridge is kind of weird. Yes. I thought it was super weird. And I was like, how would you know if they were freshly made? Well, the bread gets soggy or hard, you know, you would think that you would just, I feel like you would make a sandwich and then eat it. somebody comes and knocks on the door or somebody comes over and they're going to visit you. You're not going to be eating your sandwich while you're visiting. Mm-hmm. You just shove it in the fridge real quick and you deal with the door. You finish the sandwich when they leave. I don't know why, but when they say sandwich, it doesn't say what kind of sandwich it is, but I don't know if it's just a Texas thing. I'm just imagining like. A bologna and cheese sandwich. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like super sad be. and boring. I don't know. I don't know why I think that. He could have been fucking extra. Who fucking knows? Yeah. But I pictured like a lettuce, salt and pepper, tomato. Like a BLT? Yeah. Because he just is like. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, but if it's Texas, he's a man. It's a barbecue chicken. Okay. That's roast pork. I don't know. But <laughs> at, at this point, what year is it? 1993. The 90s. So... Either somebody called on the phone or they showed up unannounced. I feel like in the 90s, people did show up more often unannounced. Well, yeah, and she couldn't call him. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like it seems like somebody knocked on the door and he, I don't know. I don't know. The sandwiches in the fridge. She also found laundry in the dryer. Like, like he just left. Like, like it was, it was still was going. Warm. Yeah. It was done, but it was warm. Okay. So there's that. That's so weird. Yeah. And they didn't have a housekeeper or anything like that because they could have put it on, put a sandwich like he was about to step in. There is some theory. I I wouldn't even call it a theory. There was some some people said that he didn't go with them shopping because he wanted to record the Super Bowl. Okay. So he wanted to stay home to record the Super Bowl. That's what some people said. There was no like reliable sources that said that. Kind of weird because DVR, you could set it. In 1993. I guess they didn't have like an automatic one. It was like a VCR oh, situation. Oh, I, I know what you're talking about. So it wasn't a DVR. He was going to record the game. Yes. Which means he had to put it in the VCR. Yes. And push record. Yes. So the, And a lot of people did that so they could rewatch the plays and all that. Yes. Okay. It wasn't a DVR. My bad. Just, I'm... So he's recording the game. Yes. So he had to push record. Unless if somebody was there and he was like, hey, can you just start start recording and make me a sandwich real quick before you head out? Yeah, because she was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, he started laundry, their sandwiches. The VCR had, like, kept going past the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's normal. It wouldn't stop. Like, like nobody stopped it. Like, yeah, she had not even realized that, like... It was going until after she watched it. Yes. Yeah. Because it wouldn't stop unless you stopped it. Yes. So he doesn't come home. Like, he just never came home. And she said that was extremely unusual for him because he would never just, like, not. Like, he was regular. Yeah, he had a routine. He had a routine. He would come home. He ended up not showing up to work the next day either. Okay. So he doesn't show up to work. He misses two work appointments. Everybody thought it was unusual. He didn't really miss work. It It was just random. On February 1st, his wife Karen calls the cops. And she's like, my husband's MIA. Like, he's gone. I I don't understand, like, where he went. And how many days after the Super Bowl was this Monday? Yes. That's really weird. She waited a whole day and night. Yeah, I don't know. If it was so unusual for him. I'm telling you, if my husband wasn't home and I couldn't get a hold of him, I would know something was wrong. Overnight, I don't know. 
all day i get it okay i get all day especially at that time like he could have went wherever he went well i think what happened was to my understanding what people have said was they had come home like kind of later in the evening and they assumed he like went to a super bowl party possibly got drunk stayed home or stayed with a friend or something and just because he was drinking because he was drinking friends had money which means they had guest bedrooms or whatever something yeah and when she woke up the next day she just assumed he was going to be home oh but he never came home he never came home so she fell asleep yes okay. it wasn't like she went an entire day yeah it was like she just got back from traveling she just, just got back from the airport out. knocked out showered knocked out and then the next day was like what the fuck yeah. and then his work was calling like hey where's david and she's, and she's like, like uh, he's not there yeah i think it was more of a that situation because she went like first thing in the morning yeah especially like a bigger house you're not going to hear people moving around as much exactly that's so scary so she calls the cops and she's like, I, I like, I don't know where the hell he is. Yeah. So then they kind of like, okay, we'll go from there. There's multiple theories. At this point, people have said he either gotten kidnapped. I'll get into that later. Another one was that he just got tired of his life and he left, which that doesn't seem likely because he was doing well. Yeah. And another theory was... And it's not like his wife was psycho. Like, she just left for three days and was like, live your best life. Do the Super Bowl. I'm going shopping, honey. Exactly. It's not like she was up his ass. Like, he had such a horrible life with this crazy controlling wife or something. No. Yeah. It wasn't even like that. Like, they were, like, happy, healthy couple. Exactly. Then another one was that he killed himself, which doesn't make any sense because there's nobody. Yeah. There's that. That doesn't make any sense. So then when they started, like, looking into it, they... We're like, well, what if he did leave? So they found airplane tickets purchased in his name as if he like booked a flight to leave. Can I tell you my theory real fast? Sure. I I think maybe somebody might have been after him that he prosecuted and they either were released from prison or something and they were a bigger name, you know, uh, a dangerous person. Mm -hmm. And so he had to run. That's my theory. Well, that is that's why I was going to say kidnap him later. Because that is another theory. Because I don't think it was necessarily somebody came and kidnapped him. I think he left and then maybe they found him after or they wouldn't have kidnapped him from his house. Because the fact that he went home from work early because he was sick. Mm -hmm. But then went to teach his class where they wouldn't expect him. And then and then seems like he was home, but then just had to leave like somebody was coming after him. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, that theory. Yeah, it's going to get into it. I promise. So the airplane tickets were purchased super weird. There were two separate airplane tickets. One of them was purchased from Dallas to Armorillo, Texas on January 29th. That's when it was purchased. But they lived in Armorillo. Yes. Another one was purchased from LAX to Dallas, Texas. So it was backwards. Wait, so Armorillo, they lived in Armorillo. Yes. So one was purchased maybe by his wife to get back home. Because they the manifest was his name. Okay. So it's separate from the tickets her and her daughter yes. had. Yes. It wasn't, it, it was separate. It so was, it was like he was going to drive out somewhere and then fly home. Yes. Or flew home from somewhere. There's no evidence to say that he was ever on the flight. Okay. But it was purchased under his name. And some people say that it, it could have been an alias that he used to fly out. Because I guess in 1993, you didn't need to show ID to book a flight. Stuff was very, very different before, before September 11th. Yeah. yeah. Some people may have said that he had used an alias to fly out. And then. Wait, okay. So, sorry, one more time. The first flight was from where to where? Dallas to Armorillo, Texas. Dallas, Do you know how far that is? 
It's, I believe it's a six hour drive. Okay. So it's like a quick, quick flight, like a 30 minute yes. flight or something. Okay. That was on January 31st. Okay. And then on February 1st, it was a flight from Los Angeles, LAX to Dallas, Texas. That's really weird. It doesn't make any sense. Because that would mean from, you would go from LAX to Dallas and then Dallas to Armorillo. Yes. But instead. It was purchased from Dallas to Armorillo and then a day after LAX to Dallas. But he was in Dallas, so he wouldn't have even been traveling from LAX. Exactly. So it means he bought it for somebody else. Maybe. To fly in. Or they said, uh, one of the theories is, if he was an, he did an alias, then he flew out for some reason. To LAX. To LAX. Under a different name, or somebody else bought the ticket for him, and he flew in, something. he just had to pay to get back. Yes, yeah, something. Because but it's it possible, make sense as the, a businessman, maybe they'd be like, you know what, we got your, we already boarded your ticket on business. We put it on the company account. It just doesn't make any sense because... Fly to LAX. But that's a two and a half hour flight. So... It just doesn't well, make any to sense. to Houston, it's, I think it's two and a half. It just doesn't make any sense because it's not like LAX to Dallas was purchased first. Yeah. Like, it would make more sense for LAX to Dallas and then Dallas to Armorello. Like, uh, a taxi driver said that he had picked up a man matching his description from a, a nearby Dallas hotel and took him to dallas airport that's really weird so and it's also weird why wouldn't why wouldn't he fly in from lax straight to armorillo i don't know why would you go to dallas and then armorillo unless you're meeting somebody in dallas yeah i don't know but also it was backwards yeah it's not like armorillo gosh that's so confusing yeah I, 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 I can't put my mind around it like it doesn't make any fucking sense it drives me bonkers that plane thing is stressing me out it's stressing me out too and i I, I hate to do this for you, but I'm not going to have any answers for it either. So, Well, I'm going to be up all night freaking trying to figure it out. Girl, you go solve the case? Yes. The taxi driver also said that he had a bunch of $100 bills on him. Okay, he's so rich. He paid. He's a judge. Who cares? Yeah. Well, he was carrying cash probably not to use his card if he's doing all this weird shit. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, also, I forgot to mention, he was no longer a judge. He continued a private practice and was a college professor, but he had, so he was an elected judge. Okay. He was elected and then he wasn't reelected. So it's the only thing I could think of for the plane tickets is that he was trying to throw somebody off of something to make it look like he was going to Well, I'm really going to fuck up your whole situation right now. Okay, go. February 2nd, 1993. Okay. His car was found outside the courthouse. Okay. His wallet, his keys were all in the car. That's so it's his wife. Because she has access to his accounts to make it look like he traveled when maybe he didn't. The other thing were eyewitness testimonies, which can be false. And then somehow his wallet and everything got in his truck after it was at the house. Girl, it's much worse than that. Or it's not actually it's not even because this that. was after he was missing. Yes. So how would all his found... stuff from his house show up in his car at the courthouse? I don't know. His keys were under the mat. His wallet and his two driver's license were inside of the center console of the car. A police officer that said that he spotted it. Then Karen was asked to take a polygraph, but she declined. She was like, I wasn't even in town. And the investigators believed her. They weren't super adamant on she was she was a suspect for like five seconds. But the fact that the wallet moved from his house to his truck after she was home, that's weird. Well, when she got home, his car wasn't there. But you said his wallet was on the counter with no with the his ring. watch and his keys. I mean, his watch and his wedding ring. Oh shit! You're right. 
Sorry, my bad. You're okay. I'm getting confused. It, it's, it's a confusing case. But I'm glad that I'm like going over it because maybe other people have these questions too. So yeah. I'm going to leave it in. But I might sound like I'm not listening, but no, it's, I'm just confused. There's a lot of small random details that you wouldn't think are important. Yeah. But they are important. Because it's so. like his ring and his watch were left, but he took his wallet. But he took his wallet and his keys, but his car was, was found driving. at the courthouse. But it was not spotted until February 2nd. Courthouses are big. And he could have Ubered from the courthouse They didn't to have Uber in 93, sweetheart. Not Uber. Taxi. Taxi. You're right. Sorry. Bus. Train. It took him four months for the media to even pick up the case. And the reason it took four months is because police said that they had conflicting evidence. That had it all had been separate. They had evidence that he may have taken his own life, either got abducted or ran away. They had evidence to support every single claim. The heck? Which it was never released to the press. It was never released. They just said that that's why they didn't release any more to the public because of that. Okay. So when the media tried to question the police to ask what happened, they were like, we can't really tell you. So they're keeping details. They're keeping close to the vest because they want to be able to decide when they do find what happened, if it happened or not. Yes. Karen, his wife had said she had a feeling that he was murdered from day one. Something's not right. He was super happy for them to come home. He was super excited. His daughter's birthday that was coming up, he was super excited. Like, hey, I'm so excited. I'm going to get her this basketball hoop. He was amped up for it. Yeah. Because he was a prosecutor and a judge and all of that. Everybody was like, well, what if he had a run or what if he That's what it sounds like to me. There were two cases that the media had, like, picked up in his past. The two cases were two high-profile cases. I'm, I'm going to give you the gist of it. I wrote down more and then I realized it wasn't as important. But basically, this case with this couple, it was Rhonda and Bradley. Rhonda ended up getting murdered. She ended up taking a bath and she had a small radio that was found in the tub. Okay. And she got electrocuted and died. And she had this big fancy radio that was supposed to be the radio that she would always use. And the small cheap radio was the one that was found in the, in the tub with her. Okay. And the extension cord that was used on the radio was like a frayed extension cord that was seriously a hazard. But right next to it was a brand new extension cord. So they ended up like convicting her boyfriend for... Point is, they ended up convicting him for the whole situation. Then basically they said that he could have gone after him because after the entire case, he was trying to get parole. And her parents were like, no, he doesn't deserve to be paroled. Her parents hired him as an attorney. The parole board decided that they were going to give him parole. But after they decided to come forward and say all these things, they decided they were going to deny him parole. Okay. So then he ended up suing her parents for interfering with an active investigation based on the parole hearing. And this guy was like a big time I guess he was like kind of a criminal. I didn't see anything on his background. I just know he just... Wasn't a good guy. Wasn't a good guy. And he could pull strings or whatever. Yes. Okay. Seven months after he got out, he ended up dropping the entire, like, suing her parents. Yeah. But they said he was a possible person that can be involved. To oh. me, it doesn't seem like it's likely. Yeah. He dropped the case. It wasn't like... And he got, a, he got out. Yes. It's not like he did a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. The other option, which makes a lot more sense to me, was the law firm that he was currently working for was getting sued they were getting sued for three million dollars okay it wasn't like his personal three million dollars it was going to be an insurance claim that came out and that was going to pay the three million dollars but some people believe that this has something to do with it because he went missing days before he was going to be called to testify oh shit and that's a lot of people cutting it real close and a lot of people think that he probably had information his company was going to win oh 
whatever information he may have had. It would have closed the case. Yes, because also when they went to go search his office, anything regarding the him testifying or the case was all missing, like no case files. They couldn't find anything. Oh, yeah. That sounds like it was it. Sounds like it was the most likely, most likely option. So then the case goes cold for 10 years. So no longer 1993. Now we're going to fast forward to 2003. It sounds like a hit. That's what it sounds like. Like everything was cleaned up. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like at first. Yeah. Now time to ruin your theory. <laughs> okay. 10 years later, a detective named Ditter. I just, his last name's Ditter. He... I like it. I like it. Picasso. Reads an article. <laughs> he reads an article... <laughs> called without a trace and in this article it really points out and it highlights that the criminal database doesn't exactly match missing persons based on key features so you can be have a somebody reported missing and you can put those same things into this database for instance and it wouldn't highlight as a match you would have to manually go do it so if you put in like brown eyes it wouldn't pull up people with brown eyes no that how does that make any fucking sense What's the point of taking those details in? Right? This whole article just points out all the flaws. You would just have to specifically go. I guess it's done with the local police database. Like you, let's say like girl missing, brown eyes, five, seven, 175 pounds or something like that. If you were to put it in a local database, they would find it. But if you were to put it in like the federal database, it wouldn't find it. Which Because it make- would need another detail. Like it would need every single detail to match up. There's just, I think there's just so many cases or something with missing persons that it just wouldn't. You would have to, like, narrow your search down. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Because there's yes. so many girls that are 175 Even if it's a 100% with. match. Even if the missing person is a 100% match, and you try to put it into the federal database, it will not find it. Because there's too many people that would match that description. Essentially, yes. But even if there was only five, for instance, even if they had a tattoo, a giant shark on their chest... You put that in the database, it will not come up. How does that make any sense? You would have to narrow it down. How would you narrow it down more than that? Exactly. And I guess this that's what this article does is it points out that flaw. But what it also said was that local jurisdictions would have to seek out that information. Everyone's just supposed to communicate with each other. Okay. That's basically what it leads it up to. So he reads this article and he's like, okay, well, I have this case back in 1993 and in 2003... Not everybody would just Google stuff like we do now. Yeah. But the investigator Googled it. Okay. He was like, there's just something about this case back in 1993 that just sticks with me. Which was his case. Which was his case. Okay. And he's like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to look at like missing persons from 1993. So he Googles it. Yeah. And then he like starts Googling more and more details and he comes across this, he matches the description to David. So he's like, all right, cool. Like, what the fuck? Like... The likelihood of him Googling it and finding it is pretty unlikely, but fuck it, why not? Back in 1993, February 1st, at around 10.30 p.m., he came to a crime scene in Yakima, Washington. This is quite far away. Yeah. Somebody said that they had seen a man laying in the middle of the road. Okay. And they swerved and didn't hit him. Okay. And then they turned around and they wanted to check on him to see what the heck was going on. But by the time they had gotten back, he was already dead. It was a hit and run. Some people say that there was a Camaro that sped away from the scene or had possibly left the scene, but there's no evidence that the Camaro actually hit them. It was just a random road in the middle of nowhere. So when he had gone to the scene, he found a man who was dressed in army clothes. His talk screen was clear. His cause of death was a hit and run. And he was just classified as a John Doe. So that was the scene of the crime. So... 
this investigator decides that he's going to take all of the evidence, keep it in a box. And he's like, well, you know, you never know what happens. So he actually seeks out David's mom and he's like, hey, I have this tissue sample from a case a really long time ago. Is there any way that I can take some of your samples and see if it's a match? Because it's the closest relative he has. And so this officer was from Washington was his jurisdiction. And what did he Google exactly? Missing, missing case, man. missing man, and then put in his description. Description, okay. And then he popped up. Okay, through Google instead of through the database. Yes. Okay, I understand. Sorry, that. I didn't clarify there. No, that's okay. I just was kind of like... How the fuck did he figure it out? I thought it was a cop from Texas Googled. No, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, no, I understand now. It was from Yakima, Washington. Okay, that's crazy. So he Googles it, he seeks out his mom... And he's like, all right, he looks at David's picture and David wore glasses. Okay. And in the evidence box, he had glasses that matches the description. Oh, shit. He had a tissue sample from that crime scene. It's 100% a match. So he was like fleeing to Canada. I don't even fucking know, dude. Nobody knows why he was there. Ended up in LAX and then in LA and then was trying to go up towards Canada, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It, It doesn't make any sense to me. That's the only way I could look at it. Honestly, who knows what it was? He was found dead. There's still no evidence to the case. He was just found dead as a hit and run. They don't know why he had gone. They don't know if he had flown anywhere. They don't know why he was found on February 1st, but his car was found on February 2nd with his wallet and his keys. I mean, maybe it was there and it just wasn't found until February 2nd. Who knows? Maybe nobody saw it. But I think a car in a court parking lot at night, they would have surveillance, right? Well, the courthouse, uh, I was looking at a map, their courthouse, the police station, and the Chamber of Commerce is all within like a block radius. Is a court parking lot usually empty at night? Yes. So if there's a random big ass red truck, you would know it was there. Yeah. And a cop would definitely go check on that. But he definitely could have tried to disappear and had somebody move his truck there like a friend like just go park this in the court parking lot so it looks like i went to work and they don't know if he actually went on any of those flights i don't think he did i think it was to distract somebody and make it look like if somebody looked into his information but if somebody looked into his information wouldn't you think you would get a flight out of armorillo texas not going into armorillo texas maybe to think he's home when he really wasn't so they'd be looking for him at his house maybe but why would you get a flight to lax to dallas after you purchase the flight. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I think to throw somebody off his scent. I, it sounds to me like he was trying to disappear. They said that he may have been another Especially theory. army clothes. Another theory. He's like hiding. Was that he possibly could have been taken. That's why he was so far away. But in camo and everything. But why was he in the middle of the road like he was knocked out, like passed out in the middle of the road? Because you would get up if a car was coming unless you were tied down. Yeah, I don't know. But his talk screen was clean. I don't know. I don't understand why he was in Washington. I don't understand why the flights are backwards. And they were saying if he was missing Sunday, getting to Washington, he wouldn't have had enough time to drive there. He could have had a friend with the plane. But somebody probably would have came forward and like, hey. The taxi driver from the hotel to the Dallas Just thought he saw him. Who knows? Yeah. I feel like eyewitness testimonies are so unreliable. You can't really go off of that. It just doesn't make any sense. But the fact that he could have had a friend. Hey, you know what? I'm trying to get out of here. Can you take me to L.A.? And then drove from L.A. upward. Yeah. But why the $5,000 deposit? That doesn't make any sense. Or how come nobody else looked into the two other cases that could have potentially been a problem? But it could have literally been any case that he worked on. 
But don't you think other people would investigate the people at his office? Like if you had a coworker that died. But it might be somebody that you don't even expect. Like somebody who knows somebody. Maybe he put somebody away. It could have been his time when he was a judge. I think it sounds like they were after him to kill him and he was trying to disappear up to Canada. Maybe. He was like, I don't speak Spanish. (laughs) He's like, I won't make it in Mexico, but I'm going to make it in Canada. He's like, I'm not a Spanish speaker. I will not thrive down there. They will find me so fast with his hair. Just kidding. No, I, I I don't I don't know that it, literally I I don't understand. And it he's like, but those Canadians I can blend right in. He's bonkers. all, don't you know? Don't you know? Hey, how you doing, eh? How you doing, eh? He was like, I was just over in my garage, and all of a sudden I walked over there and was like, I don't know what else Canadians say. I just know they say garage instead of garage. I don't know, but I just know their their bacon is basically ham. That's crazy. All I know, we've had maple syrup from Canada because we had a friend that shipped us maple syrup. Mm-hmm. Just it's different. It's good. It's not I, thick, make you sick. It's thinner. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's like that good shit. And it's not like so sweet you're going to die. No, it's not American. It's like more pure. American's like, load it with sugar. <laughs> load it. Gosh, I need to know. Yeah, what the fuck happened, Case? I'm doing my own investigation tonight. You go ahead and do that. You do it. And tell me what you find out, because I tried to look at every possible outcome, and I just have the same questions. I'm going to go on the Reddit. I went on Reddit, too. What did they say? They said that he either was running. Oh, my gosh. That's what I said. I'm a detective. They also said that he could have been planning to hide out to Washington and was planning to come back. Yeah. But they caught up with him at a certain time. Where was his passport? Did he have his passport? Yes or no? No, he didn't have his wallet or his keys or his driver's license. He had no identification on him. There's no way he could have made his sandwich, started his Super Bowl, and then left. Nope. So he went, he had his best friend do it. He literally was like, I need to leave or I'm going to die. So start the laundry, make it look like I was there, record the Super Bowl, put a sandwich in the fridge. They said that it was almost impossible for him to make it to Dallas, according to the taxi driver. I know you said witness statements are unreliable, but it would have been impossible for him to be in Dallas and then be dead on February 1st in Washington. I'm just going to say, for those of you who follow the Brian Laundrie case, this guy, you could see who he was. And look how many people said he was in Florida and the surrounding states when he really... Like that out, is true. not in Florida, like where they say he was up in, they even said, uh, Alabama, I think. Yeah. But he really never left Florida. He was miles away from his house. Yeah. He was at that reserve, right? Yeah. And look how many people said they saw him. And that's in this day and age. That's people taking pictures of guys that look like him and being like, this is him. And it still wasn't him. That's true. I do not trust what people see. I really don't No, but I don't understand the $5,000 deposit. That could be any random old shit. He could have had more money and been like, hey, you know what? I'm going to deposit this for my wife before before I leave. Maybe he pulled it out for the basketball hoop shit, birthday shit, and then just didn't no, end up using it. he deposited. He put it into the account. But maybe he had it out from before, like a savings. Like he wasn't depositing it. He just had it. Yeah, I don't know about that. Maybe he had $30,000 put away and was like, I'm going to deposit five, whatever it is. You know, sometimes random shit just happens. It doesn't make any sense, dude. I feel like the $5,000 thing isn't that weird. Maybe he sold a motorcycle or something. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't... Maybe it was something that nobody would have even known was gone. He sold it to somebody or something. Yeah. But then, and then just deposited. But why wouldn't he take his wife and daughter? Or, like, 
leave something that tells them, like, I'm good. True. Also, I feel like if he was running because somebody was going to kill him and they couldn't find him, then it's possible that they could go after the wife and daughter. And so you wouldn't leave them behind. Yeah. Also, you're a lawyer and you were a judge. You're telling me you don't have somebody from... Unless the wife helped him. And they were married and he knew that since he was a judge and everything, that spousal privilege, that she can't testify against anything, so... Helped him with what? What? Helped him stage the truck and the clothes and the sandwich and, like, lied to the police, maybe. Like, is it possible that the wife is lying even if she didn't kill him? No. Because the vehicle was... Someone had to have put his truck there because he was at the house. Unless he just left the house, took the truck to the court, and then left from the court to wherever he was going. Got a ride or or got a taxi or whatever it is he did. Mm -hmm. And went to the airport. And then he really did. He didn't have his wallet on him, though. Maybe he just took cash. It's weird. And he didn't take ID so people couldn't identify him. He got... I wonder if the Camaro seen anything. That pulled away from where he got hit? They said it was a hit and run. They said his cause of death was hit and run. I think that the police have more information than they're saying. It's just, there's so many, like, holes in this case. That's why I really think they're keeping it close to the vest. It's just... So that they have a way to solve it. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. It drives me fucking bonkers. Yeah. So there's my case. Damn, that was a good one. That was a really good one. I already did the research and I already had all these questions and now I'm over here with more questions. Yeah, me too. I'm going to do my research and then next week I'll tell you my theory. My final theory. Your final theory. So this was just a a sudden theory, but now you're going to let it stew. Yeah, I need to think about it more and then I'll I'll tell you what I think finally. If I I remember. You're not going to remember. I'm trying to remember. I already forgot. Alrighty, well, ready to wrap this up? Yep. Thanks for listening. Please go to our Instagram and tell us what you think. I need to know your theories. I need to know. Oh, I need to know too. Either DM us or just comment on the post for this case. What do you think? Also, make sure you rate, subscribe, like, comment, do all the things. All the good stuff. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.